Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name's Chris Badgett and I'm joined by a special guest, Tal Gurr. He's an author, he's an online business builder, and he's an all-around interesting guy with a lot of interesting experience to share. Uh, he has a book called Fully Lived. You can find that at fullylived.com. He also has another book he's written called One Year to Freedom. You can find that over at oneyeartofreedom.com. Tal, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for inviting me. So Tal and Just, I... First... Uh, one second. Yeah. One correction. The book is called The Art of Fully Living. The site called Fully Live. Perfect. Yep. The Art of Fully Living. I actually got it on Audible and I've been listening to it and I, I just really enjoy, you know, dropping into your story. And we're going to talk about that a little more. Um, so Tal and I first met basically online. We became internet friends around online business, entrepreneurship, and Tal ultimately, you know, as our friendship developed, Tal got on a plane. I was living in Montana at the time and Tal came out for a visit. We went on a camping trip, but uh, it is possible to, you know, meet people on the internet and become friends and, and just, you know, then meet up in person. How, what may, makes you comfortable with being such a global citizen, Tal? I guess it's in my nature. Um, you know, like I just had this will and desire to, to travel and to explore the world. And uh, I didn't. I didn't want to just to be a tourist. I want to actually really immerse myself in cultures, uh, spend more time uh, than than the usual, than the normal. Let's say. So sometimes I spend like two months, three months in a place. Um, sometimes I spend a year. You know. And so um, I guess it's just my nature. That's awesome. And one of the things I love about Tal and my friendship is. There's really very little small talk. <laughs> Immediately we go into like the deep things or the big things. And I, for me personally, I find that really refreshing and we're just into a lot of the same stuff. So if you're at a, a, like a, a party and somebody's like, who are, says, who are you and what do you do? How do you even answer that question? Well, I used to say I am whoever I want to be because I proved myself that I can be a lot of people like a lot of uh, you know things let's say um but nowadays i have a more uh, clear understanding of who i am in my nature so the way that i found out who i am let's say was to kind of ask myself a, a quick question uh what hasn't changed in my life like, like because i had so many changes i moved between countries you know um i lived in israel I lived in australia for a long time and so I've, I realized, like, I can't really call, like, I can't really call, like, be, uh, I can't label myself, like, in countries or religion because all of the things can change. What hasn't changed? And one thing hasn't changed in my life is my desire to grow. Um, if I, again, look back in my life, no matter what journey I did, I always went into a growth-oriented journey. Um, and so basically, if you can ask, if you ask me who I am, I would say I'm a growth agent or a change agent or something around those lines. I mean, I think it's, uh, this question is pretty deep as, you know, as, as, as we can all imagine. Uh, and it's kind of a never ending process to figure out and who you are really beyond the layers. Uh, but I'm still figuring it out. That's awesome. And I think that is also just that desire to grow is another thing that we connect on. And just to highlight some of the 
things that Tal has done. He's you know written a couple books here. He's developed um, location independent freedom and built online businesses. He's run the Ironman, uh, and really he's he's done a lot of what what uh, many people would consider like bucket list goals that he chose for himself. Can you tell us about your um, your ten year hundred goals project? Yeah, ten years around ten years ago, um, I set hundred life goals. It just happened. Uh, I was at the time I was in Australia. I had a conversation with two friends of mine, and we spoke about bucket lists and life goals. Uh, and one of my friends said that he doesn't set uh, life goals or he doesn't set bu- bucket lists because his dad died when he was forty years old. And when he said that, something hit me. I said to myself, wow, how would I live if I only had 10 years to live? Because at the time I was 30 years old and, and I thought to myself, wow, if I only had 10 years to live, wh- what would I do? Would, would I live different, differently? And the answer came to me, in, in, it was pretty clear, like I wouldn't delay my dreams, my big dreams. I would really go after them. And so I went back home, I sat, you know, sat down, divided kind of to 10, 10 areas of life, 10 categories, and for each area, I, I wrote like 10 goals. And I thought to myself, all right, if I, if I achieve that, all right, if I go on those journeys, I would feel that I fully lived. And that, that also was the beginning of my website, fullylived.com. Um, yeah, that was the beginning of the journey, really. That's awesome. What are, what are some of the goals that you've achieved that you find that people uh, that, you know, people really get excited about when they hear about, like, I, and tell, and tell the listener where they can, the best place to find the full list. Well, it's on the site, fullylive.com. Uh, and then there's a, a list, the list of goals. It's like, it's just like one of the, uh, links in the navigation menu. Um, what, like, you know, what goals were exciting? I mean, I really like the Ironman triathlon journey, uh, the big goals, basically any big goals that I set. So every year I set one, at least one big goal. Uh, I really like them because you really immerse yourself uh, in an area and uh, you extract more wisdom when you do that. And so the, the journeys were, were long and I, I really felt that I grew because of them. For example, with the Ironman Triathlon, I really developed habits on, on, on another level even. And I learned about sleep and I learned about nutrition and I learned how to wake up really early. Um, I learned how to, to go beyond comfort. You know, jumping into uh, into an, into an ocean in the mo- in the morning, like at, let's say 5 a.m. when it's really cold, it's not comfortable. Also, like you know, when it, when you run like uh, uh, a marathon, for example, you you know there's pain, and so just kind of dealing with the pain and even transcend and go beyond the pain, and yeah, there's a lot of benefits that come out of that. If you can do that, if you can learn how to deal with pain, for example, you can achieve a lot of other things. Uh, the other journey, like after the Ironman Triathlon, was financial freedom, and I translated a lot of my, let's say, fitness goals or fitness habits into the financial arena. So it was very helpful to do it, like you know, from from one area to another. Very cool. One of the things that you've had a profound impact on me is how you approach goal setting, <clears throat> and you do it. Um, Help me uh, figure out how to say it, but basically, the what what I learned from you is that, you know, you want to set goals that you know one hundred percent you can achieve, and it, it maybe it's the habit, not the actual end thing, or, um, <clears throat> you know, what 
And, and you've got it nailed down so, so good that you know that if you set a goal, it's going to happen. So can mm. you talk to us like how you approach goal setting? Well, let, let me say that. Like, I, I didn't know that I'm going to achieve, achieve those goals 100%. What I knew is that if I actually set something, I'm so committed to that, or I set the foundation right, that it's almost like impossible uh, to achieve that. Um, and I'll give an example. Like, for example, when we had, like, uh, when we, we had our own project, um, I remember setting, like, a $500 penalty if I don't achieve my goal, all right? You know, that's, that's pretty, let's say, brave to do uh, when $500 at the time was like, uh, you know, it's pretty taxing in that sense if you don't achieve that. But, but just imagine, like, if anyone, let's say, set a goal and say, I'm going to, you know, pay $1,000, let's say. I'm going to pay you $1,000 if I don't achieve that. When you do something like that, you, you increase the probability you're going to achieve that. The certainty is higher now. Because you don't want to like pay one thousand dollars, especially if it's it's really painful. Let's say you pay to, I don't know, the government or 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 an organization you don't really want to pay. So there's already websites that do that do that. Like they allow you to kind of set penalties for yourself, uh, like for organization that you don't like. I don't remember the, the, those sites, but but just setting the penalty is 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 actually like you know, but on its own, uh, a way to increase the probability. Other, there's other ways, obviously, like, for example, just sharing on Facebook. Hey, this is what I'm going to do. So, again, you increase accountability. Also, you, you know, maybe people can help you because of you doing that. So, it's just like really telling your goals to other people, which a lot of people, they don't do that because they're afraid that they won't achieve that. So, in many ways, you kind of set yourself to, when you, when you set goals and let's say you don't tell people and let's say you don't like, you know, set penalties or whatever, you really set yourself for, you know what, if it's going to happen, it's okay. If it's not going to happen, it's okay. And I, I treat this as a game. You know, it's, it's not really, you know, if I, if I achieve or don't achieve the goal, it's not a big deal. But I do want to pursue something with, with my, for my heart. I really want to pursue something with as much certainty as I can have in myself because that confidence can translate to, to a lot later. How would how does all that come into play when you set the goal to write a book and knowing that English isn't even your your first language, um, and I don't like writing habits. Like, how did you make that goal happen? Yeah, so yeah, that's actually a good goal to to to, speak, to talk about because um, obviously it's a it's it's a long term goal. It's a big goal. Uh, it took me a year. Uh, the art of full living took me a year. Uh, I approach it like any other big goal, really. So, for example, one of the things that I do, I, I make sure I have a support system. And when I say a support system, I don't mean, uh, I don't know, friends, uh, family, those, those kind of people, which is great to have. They have. It's great to have your family support or your friend support. But I'm actually talking about people who are, who are serious as you are, uh, serious about the topic itself. So, for example, for my, um, for my book, I had a writing coach. All right? She was with me the whole year. Yeah, it was expensive. Yeah, I had to pay. I pay her. It was expensive, but but that made that actually. Anytime you invest, it doesn't matter money, time, energy. You increase again the probability you're going to achieve the goal because you invested in it. Let's say you invest ten thousand dollars in writing a book. You really want to get something out of that. Otherwise, you you're just dumping ten thousand dollars. But if you go after something with with no investment of your time, money, energy, and so forth, then again, like the probability may be lower. So yeah, I hired a writing coach. Uh, I hired uh, help in terms of people to kind of do research for me. 
if I need, let's say, certain facts, certain data, suddenly I had a team of people working with me. Physically, actually, one of, uh, one of the guys that I hired sat near me, and we were, were working together. Other things that I did, I kind of, uh, you know, I, I, I transcribed a lot of things that I said to a microphone. That was pretty, uh, pretty good. And the last thing, I had a very good editor. Actually, I had two editors, but the last one was so good. So after I sent it to one editor, I sent it to another editor. And, uh, yeah, just, just to show you, like, the amount of investment for, for such a project. And because I, I'm pretty good with structures and processes, I made sure that uh, the structure was set right in terms of like writing each chapter. Um, yeah, so that's basically it, really. Tactical question, where did you find an editor? Uh, those two editors really were people that I already knew in the past because you know I had a blog and, and I worked with editors. Uh, I think I had luck actually in, in this case. Like I had a, I mean, but you can find them obviously on Upwork and uh, there the are other marketplaces. I think even Amazon actually provide editors. But in my case, I, I I wanted someone I really trust. That's something very important to me. So I just like in my network there was someone that I that I knew really well and I hired her. Very cool. Um, switching gears, one of the things in your story is there's these moments where you make uh, hard decisions and there's a transformation, maybe you're moving to another country or, you know, what you're doing with your time and the people you spend time with changes dramatically. How do you make hard decisions? And looking back as you connect the dots, because you've been through this, it wasn't just like one event. You've done lots of different big decisions, big changes. What's the common thread through all of this? Each time I was excited, oh, I, was, I felt alive inside of me uh, before, before I made the change. So I made sure that like, I'm not just changing for the sake of change. I'm changing for something that is meaningful to me. Uh, and maybe that's the key word. That, that's also a, a common thread. Like Anything that I've done, really, I felt it was meaningful on many levels. So um, you know, a lot of time we go for what I call external success. It could be money. It could be, I don't know, title or prestige or something, being famous, all of that. But the way I look at it, I also look at the internal success. What do, like, for example, writing a book, uh, yeah, I, I can gain like financial, uh, you know, can get, gain income from that and, and so forth. But you can also like grow your, you can grow internally, you know, like uh, you're pushing out, pushing your comfort zone. And uh, there's, there's a lot of bunch of other things that, that you can gain. The other thing that I'm thinking about is like, uh, well, right now anyway, I'm thinking about service. I'm thinking about like, do, is this journey is meaningful enough in terms of, of also helping others? So that's also one of the reasons I had a blog. I felt like I want to share my journey. I didn't, I didn't think that I'm going to write a book really when I started the journey, but like uh, the, the blog was purely to share. And I think it's really beneficial in, in so many levels, also accountability and so forth. I want to bring you back to goals a little bit. What's, in your opinion, if you were somebody who's asking for input or insight or for you to share your experience, what's a better goal than saying, I want to make a million dollars or having a million dollar income goal? Like what, what might be a different way to look at goal setting than, than that one? First of all, I would say that like that's that's a valid goal, yeah, million dollar. You can do a lot of that, 
Um, I think it's actually figuring out what's behind that. You know, you can still set the one million dollar as a goal, but I would say like, what's behind it? Why do you need why why do you need a million dollar? A lot of time, um, you know, it, the answer would be different for for different people or the different journeys you are. Um, but a lot of time, you will, you know, again, like we can go deep here in terms of spirituality, but the universe sometimes gives you what you need, not what you want. All right. So. Um, if you really need, let's say, a million dollars to, to make a big impact in the world, you can have a lot of driving force behind you, a lot of, you know. But if you, I don't know, want to buy like a really, really nice car, a Lamborghini or something like that, maybe, you know, that would be not, it really, again, depends on the journey you're doing, what stage you are, you are in life right now. So I think like that would be the key here. What's behind that? The other thing that I want to say is that a million dollars is, is a nice goal. But a lot of time, you can actually set a goal that you have more, uh, I would say, certainty in, in, the, in, in how you achieve that. And so what do I mean by that? Uh, for example, you can say, I, let's say I write 10 books. I write, I write 20 books, all right? There's a little bit more certainty in writing 10, 20 books. The million dollar is a result, can be a result of those 10, 20 books, all right? So yeah, just a little bit like, you know, uh, talking a little bit about what's behind it, but, but I think in general, it's really more of an internal game. The, the beliefs you have and so forth, and we can talk about that if you want. Yeah, what, I mean, what are, what are those beliefs? What, I mean, goal setting or, and you know, trying asking ourselves, well, what do I want out of life? How do we get that from inside more visible so we can look at it and make decisions? Yeah, belief is, to me, is everything. I mean, it's the filter of how you see the world, all right? So a lot of time we can say, oh, this is good, this is bad, but usually there's, there's a belief behind it. It's not that things are internally uh, or inherently like good or bad, it's like you believe that those things are good and bad. Uh, bad. And, um, and why do I say that? It's because it can be very helpful, helpful in, the, in your journey. Like for example, let's say you set again, like you uh, set a goal of financial freedom or even the million dollar goal, all right? If you believe, all right, that let's say, um, I mean, again, I'm going to give like a very, very simple belief, all right, that like um, rich people are, you know, are, are not like, you know, are not good people or something like that. You, you're actually go, going to go against yourself in so many ways, all right? You may go after the goal of a million dollars, but the belief behind that could be, could be an obstacle. Another obstacle, for example, or not obstacle, let's, let's talk about uh, a different belief that can be very empowering. All right. Let's say you go after financial freedom where you believe that you already free. You already you already feel free in your body. You feel it. So in many ways, you you go after financial freedom from a place of empowerment. You're not from a place of a lack. Um, it's easier to attract people when you feel freedom in your body. Or let's say let's say let's give another example. Like let's say a long term relationship. All right. You, you're, uh, you want a long-term relationship, uh, but you already feel, you, you don't necessarily feel that you're lonely or you feel like already, um, let's say, accomplished inside of you. That like any long-term relationship that come to you is a bonus. It's not like, you know, something that like, let's say, complete you. So suddenly, if you come with this happiness and abundance and feeling complete, your chances to attract another person is higher. 
But if you go after, you know, after this long-term relationship from a place of lack, you may actually give that energy. So that's, that's why beliefs are so important because a lot of times we don't notice them. Very cool. Um, I want to shift gears to the, the, the passive income question and financial freedom and then come back to some of the belief and coaching and teaching things. Um, if we realize that we don't actually need a million dollars and we just want financial freedom and you know we want a, a different lifestyle than a current job or situation or location, um, you said you're a good process systems person and that's helped you. What are, what are the common issues you see with online business or people new to it or starting it or not really getting traction with it? And if you were to advise somebody to, who's just trying to get, they don't need a million dollars, is just trying to get to that baseline income they need, um, what are some top tips you have? Well, again, let's go back to the beliefs for, for a second. If I believe it's possible, I really believe it's possible, then again, I'm empowering myself in this journey. So a million dollars sounds maybe really far for someone who just started, all right? It's achievable. But when you start and say, wow, a million dollars, especially let's say you, you've never even achieved like six figure, uh, it sounds so far. And maybe you have a lot of excitement in the beginning, but you know, there's momentum slab because in a long journey, sometimes like the, the momentum kind of goes down. So it's better to actually set like a goal. Like, I mean, for me, financial freedom, you don't need a million dollars. You can potentially achieve financial freedom even with a $2,000 passive income. If your expenses are lower than $2,000 uh, in passive income, uh, literally you're free because you don't have to work. Like, you know, you can actually do whatever you want. So a better goal is actually, let's say, set 2000 let's say uh, $1,000 even, like, you know, in passive income. Um, and also like believing that it's achievable, that it's, it's uh, feasible to actually have passive income because there's a lot of debate, is passive income really, is it real? You know, because a lot of things, oh, it's not real because you have to work for it and so forth. Yeah, you have to work for it, but passive income is you, you, you put a lot of work now and the income later comes to you in an ongoing way. Like for example, I wrote a book, and nowadays, like it's already like five months later, I still have pretty nice royalties from that book. That's passive income. I don't have to do anything for it. I don't even have to market it. I don't have to promote it as much. I mean, it's nice that we talk right now, but even if you don't talk right now, it sells on Amazon. So, um, yeah, and to let, let me say another thing about that, like in terms of achievable or feasible, a lot of time is good to actually find someone who already did that. When I, when I went uh, for the Ironman triathlon, I set like a goal to do it in six months. And it was really hard for me to find someone who went from zero to Ironman triathlon in six months. But on, when, I, when I found someone, suddenly my certainty increased. I actually like realized, okay, this is definitely uh, feasible. So I would say like, you know, the same thing with financial freedom or passive income, find someone who actually did it, really did it, happy to share, check that he actually did it, obviously. Um, and, and yeah, there's many ways like, you know, to contact that person, maybe hiring them as a coach. I mean, there's many ways to contact those people just to, again, to increase the certainty. That's awesome. Um, I want to look a little bit just for the teachers out there and the course creators at two sides of the coin, learning and then teaching or coaching <clears throat> you as a learner or have you know, proven that you're highly self-motivated. Like once you have a goal and 
I call it batteries included. Like you don't necessarily need extra motivation. I mean, maybe you do sometimes, but a lot of the learning you do is self-learning. But what, you know, what works for you when you're learning something? Can you talk about a little bit more about your process? Let's say you set a goal and you need to learn, learn in order some things in order to achieve that goal. You've already mentioned um, developing a relationship with somebody who has already achieved it successfully. What else is in your, and, and you set goals and you build habits. What else is in your learning approach when you need to learn stuff? Well, uh, when I started, I actually had a very linear process, all right? But I, I'm not necessarily advising that anymore. Uh, and what do I mean by kind of, let's say, nonlinear process? Uh, I call it kind of learning by, learning by experience or from experience, which means I don't necessarily need to seek all the information in advance, and sometimes that actually leads to analysis paralysis. What I need to do is start, start it right now, and then, like, what I need to learn will come to me, right? What I need to learn is, is suddenly, like, it's so here and now, it's so kind of in my face, I so need it that I'll go and seek, seek the, the information in, in an easier way. Rather than a lot of time, like, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I need, to, I, have, I need to have a lot of information, I need to have a lot of knowledge. Actually, I would say you need a lot of desire, you need a lot of will, all right? So if you already hire a coach, hire a coach that is a very, is, is a good motivator, all right? Or a coach that is, knows the whole about the why and, and figure out beliefs, like clearing beliefs. Um, because if you do that work, all right, this internal work, then your motivation to find the information or to find the right people would be way easier, right? It could be a Google search, but it could be, you know, anything else because you have such a strong will. You're so committed. So for me, the key is commitment. And commitment really, I mean, let me, let me say something about commitment here. Commitment is, it's not just a word like saying I'm committed or, uh, or you think you're committed. Commitment is really the action you take. It's how much action you take. I personally measure measure my action. So every day I know what action I took. I record that. I learned again in the Ironman triathlon, uh, when you train for, for something like that, you record everything, how much you ran, how much you cycle, how much you swam. And I said, okay, I want to translate it again into the business world. I want to know how, how much time I spend and, and what are my big goals, what are my sm small goals. And I want to see if I actually did that at the end of the day. And so one of my habits uh, at the end of every day is reflection. I, I write down my wins, I write down my, my challenges, and I write down my lessons. So this kind of learning process, you know, just for my own behavior is so invaluable. And also I do it every, on every week. So every week I have a weekly reflection. And just like to all this accumulative knowledge about yourself, which is, in my opinion, is the most important information, we, we constantly go and search for information outside of ourselves. All right? Uh, what do I need to know out there? But a lot of time is what do you need to, to know here about yourself? You know, the beliefs, again, the, the, all the struggles, all, all the even insights that you have. Sometimes, I mean, our brain is so fast, we don't even stop for a second and, and check what are the insights that I gained this, today or, or this week. Anyway, I can go on and on, but, but I think it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a good uh, basis, let's say. That is very good. And I would encourage you, the listener, to check out The Art of Fully Living because Tal goes in deep into a lot of this and you can see a lot of this applied to really specific stories and experiences in his life. 
one of those in terms of commitment was you had some social goals in Melbourne, Australia. And then when you made the switch to committing to the Ironman and the fitness goals, a lot of things changed really rapidly. And, you know, for example, I, I just smiled when I was listening to the story of uh, you were going out a lot, hanging out with friends, getting home late. And then in not too much time, you would, uh, it just didn't fit together anymore because you were getting up early and out on the bike doing training rides and, and running and stuff like that. Um, once you made that commitment, things, you didn't spend like a year reading books about Iron Man, right? You got, you got on, you got going. Well, in the beginning, I bought like, I think like uh, eight books. When I just started the journey of Iron Man, I remember like I bought books about, okay. ment- uh, you know, being uh, kind of tough mentally, uh, whatever, cycling, right? But again, this is more of like my, my old me. Like yeah. nowadays, I would be a little bit different. I wouldn't buy so many books. I would buy very, very specific books. I would really like, you know, any, anything right now that I consume is, is very specific. Um, but, but let me say something here about it looks very different, like socializing and fitness. It's almost like mm, doesn't make, I mean, here I, I partied like crazy and here I'm going on a bike like crazy. Uh, what's common here in both things, I've, I've actually immersed myself in a journey, you know? So the immersion is, is similar. And when you immerse yourself, like in one thing, again, like I immersed myself in, in, in fitness and then I moved to like uh, financial freedom. It looks very different, but it's not, it's not so different. It's, again, you have to set habits, you have to set goals, you immerse yourself, and uh, you, you're looking for support. It's, it's, ba- it's basically the same, uh, has the same structure, let's say. Very cool. If we go to the other side of the coin and look at coaches, it, it, either you coaching or coaches that you've worked with or uh, when you're teaching something, or so you the teacher, you the coach, how do you, if you're helping somebody uh, and you, you have this desire, desire to really help them get results quickly, you know, uncover their beliefs, achieve the goals that they set. One of the problems in the, the industry of online education is a lot of people buy stuff and don't complete it. And I think part of that, just part of that problem has to do with um, the person creating the stuff isn't necessarily there's more they could do as a coach and as a teacher. So if I'm designing a program, what would you advise? Like what, what works for you when you're coaching somebody or trying to teach somebody something? Well, I have a very simple solution. Um, you want them to be committed, let them pay in advance. Uh, for let's say, I don't know, in my case, it's minimum three months, but up to a year. So if they pay, let's say for a year in advance, again, they're invested. So you want your clients to be invested. And so payment in advance is one way, but there's other ways to make sure they're more invested. All right. Um, that's it. That's pretty, pretty, pretty much like make sure that your clients are invested. Uh, I'll give another example. If in order to, you know, for me to coach someone, it's not like, oh yeah, pay, press this button and, and, and I, and I coach you. It's not just a payment. They, there is a, you know, they have to fill a form. So it's almost like, you know, an application. Just like filling the application is another, like, let's say uh, you kind of screen the, the people who are really committed and not committed. Because again, you want someone committed. And even like asking them a question in the form, are you committed? Are you really committed? 
because if they say that, like maybe later they want like, you know, yeah, I said to Tal, I'm committed. Uh, so you want to increase the commitment from the beginning of the journey, not like in the middle when it's, when it, when it's going to be hard or it's already hard. That's really good. That's really good. How do you define freedom? What does freedom mean to you? Uh, freedom, it's, it's a natural state, really, to be honest. Like, uh, <laughs> I feel like it's not something out there that I need to achieve. It's like, it's this ability to connect to myself and have this array of options. So I don't feel, uh, let's say, locked or in a cage or, or you know, I can't, I can't do something with that. All right. So a lot of time, again, it's an internal war. Uh, let's say, you know, even like, you know, in terms of emotions, all right, like a lot of times we're, we're slaves to our slave to our emotion. And we can say, oh, you made me angry. The minute you say you made me angry, you kind of locked yourself. There's no freedom there because it's, it's suddenly he, another person, he or she has, you know, has the ability to impact your anger. You know what I mean? Like, uh, which in many ways it looks, it looks right. Yeah, you made me angry. It, it almost makes sense. But in many ways, again, it's not an empowering statement. Empowering statement is, I made myself angry because of you. Suddenly, you bring the power to yourself. Suddenly, you bring freedom to yourself. Because if I made myself, if I made myself angry, then potentially I have uh, the option to not make myself angry if I want. So I'm, I'm saying I'm, I'm owning the emotion. I'm owning the emotion. That is freedom for me. Like the this ability of like you know the outlook. Uh, it's not really even like, you know, how much money I have in my bank account or all of that. It's really like a, a state of mind. On your, one of your websites, I saw the quote, leave no dream behind. What inspired you to kind of lead with that message? There's not a lot of time, my friends. There's not a lot of time. I feel like, you know, time can be short. It can be long. We don't know. I mean, I don't know. Really. Do you know when you're going to die? I don't know. So leave no dream behind, which means, um, you know, again, let's say you have a month to live. You don't know that. But if you have a month to live, you, you wouldn't leave like your biggest dream behind. You would go for it. All right. Uh, so it's, it's just being conscious about the fact that right now you're healthy, maybe or maybe not. But you're, right now you, you have an ability to go after a dream. Maybe it's your only chance. Well said. Well, Tal Gurr, ladies and gentlemen, check him out. Check out the book, The Art of Fully Living and One Year to Freedom. <clears throat> That's fullylive.com and oneyeartofreedom.com. How else can the listener connect with you or see what you've got going on? Well, if they really want to connect with me, they'll find me I mean, <laughs> online. So I, I, I let them invest. <laughs> <laughs> they need to make a commitment <laughs> to finding you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Find me somehow. <laughs> Awesome. Contact well, thank, Chris. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for inspiring the community here. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me.